You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Laura Anderson Barbada. Laura, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. Laura, we're going to talk about Singing Leave. This is your exhibit, of course, um, really large-scale exhibit at Marlboro Gallery that's running through October 28th of this year, 2023. So um, to begin with, you know, it's a beautiful show and is, is really kind of a, seems to me almost a retrospective of your work for several years. But what I'd like to talk with, uh, with you about initially is this, is this title, Singing Leaf, and your trip to uh, the Amazon and meeting the Yanomami. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that's kind of the, the, the genesis of some of the work here, right? What, what happened there, your collaboration with the Yanomami. Um, is, is that correct? That that's part of the genesis of, this, of, of some of your work and, and these kind of collaborations? Yes, it's the uh, experience in the Amazon of Venezuela really taught me so much. It impacted me. And, uh, and so the, the title of the show, Singing Leaf, and is the name that I was given by my uh, family in, in the Yanomami territory with Hakihiwe Seronawe, who is um, a person I've been working with in the Amazon of Venezuela in the Yanomami territory since the early 90s. So I was given that name after several years, Amuahenami uh, is how you say it in Yanomami. And the, I, I began my work, and there are examples of it, looking at the natural world as a... Um, as, as a metaphor of the inner self, of uh, seeds and the sprouting of seeds to speak about uh, the, the, the sensation and the experience of an epiphany that opens your eyes and your mind to, uh, to, to, to new uh, horizons and appreciation of life. And so I was working with... Uh, themes of the environment, and that took me to the Amazon of Venezuela, where I began uh, shortly thereafter working in collaboration with three different communities, the Yanomami community, the Yacuana community, and the Pieroa community. And initially, I wanted, I asked if they would accept me as an apprentice for canoe building, which is a community uh, endeavor. And uh, because I was doing sculptures as well, and they asked me what I could teach them in exchange. And I proposed a book-making project so that they could tell their own history, stories, whatever they wished, in their own words, in their own language, illustrated themselves, um, because at the time there were no uh, available books like that, and that we could make everything in the Amazon with natural fibers and not rely on outside material. You know, that sounds so cool. Just, just the, the going there, the collaboration. I mean, artists have collaborated for years with, you know, in terms of paper making and other cultures, but the, the communities you're talking about are much more remote. And so I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about that initial collaboration. I love that exchange. It's so great. What will you teach us? And, um, 
and beautiful your proposal. So what did you exactly learn from them? There, there is the, the canoe making and also was it paper making? I'd love to hear a little bit more about how that collaboration, how their, um, their community taught you things that works its way uh, specifically into this show. Right. Uh, well, so I began my apprenticeship uh, in canoe building and at the same time, my proposal, which was a book and paper making, was, uh, and all my projects are very long-term projects because in this case, the initial part had to be researching uh, traditionally used um, technology and materials to see how to adapt them for paper making. Now, not having electricity or running water, it is, uh, it is a challenging and a lot of work, and there are there were no at the time uh, guidelines of uh, or, or or instructions on how to make uh, paper from these fibers in tropical environments such as these, where the humidity is up to you know ninety nine percent. So the first. Uh, a part of the work there was really exploring with the communities themselves the, 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 the fibers that they already harvest, that they already use, um, the ways that they um, process foods and these, these things so to, we could see how we could adapt these. So a lot of research took place and I would also bring back my findings to paper makers uh, here, uh, for example, Dieudonnet, and they would advise us and, and you know, review what we had done and give us uh, their opinion on, on and could, uh, yeah, recommendations on the next steps. And uh, so we, we worked on many, many different fibers, and the community would continue working when I would leave, um, and then we would review advances. So it was, it's, it was a process, and I, I what I learned, of course, I learned about the fibers that they use, how they use them, um, the materials that they use. I was um, also taught some weaving, some dyeing, um, uh, how they make the traditional hammocks. But uh, I, 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 I. I not skilled in any of of those techniques because, of course, they are really traditions that are handed down and 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 perfected over a lifetime, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, that sounds fascinating, especially with Dudane, You know, that which is of course a, a well known paper making atelier in, in New York that, that, that must have been wonderful for them to, to work with. So specifically in the show, um, what, what works did that, that paper making or that experience um, weave their way into, so to speak? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, we, uh, let's see, to not take up too much of your time, but one of the first books created in the Yanomami territory uh, in the community of Mahekototeri is Shapono, and the community decided on the title. The shaman uh, contributed uh, texts 
because these are stories that, and histories that are passed down th- orally through the shaman. And, uh, and so the shaman, Makowe, gave instructions on, on uh, how he recommended that it be condensed so that it could be a shorter book. So that book created in the Amazon of Venezuela is in the exhibition. It won Best Book of the Year and led to many other very positive things for the group, greater advocacy, greater representation. It was the first time an indigenous completely made in the Amazon book um, received a recognition of this by the Centro Nacional del Libro in Venezuela. And then there are other works there. I had been working, as I mentioned before, in drawing, so paper has always been very close to me. And there are works that I also created my separately in the um, studio of Dieudonné, and where I um, I created a large ins- installation titled Archive X, in which I, I really look critically at the history of um, uh, indoctrination and uh, uh, missionary work in our countries in Ireland. I'm from Mexico and, you know, historically what that has meant. So Archive X um, is, is, is a, a, great, a great image to look at that hopefully we'll have here that, that listeners can also go to through links. Archive X is um, uh, sculptural and these are, 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 are bundles of paper that include different texts on them. Is, is, is that correct? That is correct. Um, yes, the bundles of paper represent the books. Well, I should start from the a little a little background on it. When I first went to the Amazon, and even uh, following trips for many many years, um, the only book I could find and see in the territory were not books written about the communities by the anthropologists that were there that I could see. Uh, people wouldn't even send copies of what they, you know, the knowledge they had extracted from these communities. And the only book you could find was um, the New Testament into translated into languages, if you found it. You know, not all houses had them um, in these communities. So the people know how to read and write, but they weren't taught to make their own books. And so the only book that you might find uh, around was the New Testament and uh, and illustrated New Testament created by um, by uh, well by missionaries who are evangelical and uh, there's illustrations that are really foreign to the community that have you know grapes and chains and things that are just not there's no uh, way of uh, yeah of understanding those images uh, in the context of what they're proposed for. But besides that, it's really about um, the work, what it does is that I take these, these, bun- these bundles represent the books of the uh, New Testament, and they are, those bundles of paper are made with overbeaten abaca paper, fiber pulp and uh, inclusions of these, New Testaments, meaning little bits of, of the of the pages of these New Testaments, and so I reconstitute them to make new paper to propose that the reading of spirituality can be found in light, because these are very light 
thin pieces of paper that are translucent, and I also begin to add fibers from local trees and leaves and things like that. So the reference is uh, that we can receive spiritual guidance um, more than in just words, but in the world, the natural world. I like that. Um, it's a very beautiful piece. And there's another one that I'm probably pronouncing wrong, but it's El Miedo no Anda en Burro. And this is a, a ladder. Did I get that close? It's a ladder and mirror and stones and sticks and this um, pair of boots almost. And, of course, this one looks very symbolic and um, and also seems to relate to some of the things that you were just saying. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Because I, I don't know the translation of that title either. Of course. Um, the, uh, the title, El Miedo no anda en burra, which you said perfectly, means um, it's a saying in Mexico, and it means uh, t- literally, literally translated is um, fear does not travel by donkey. So it means that, you know, when we are in the uh, fight or flight mode, it's instant, it's, um, it's, it's quick, it's not... <laughs> Uh, so there's a lot of meeting ways of looking at the piece. You can interpret the the piece. Uh, another thing I want to say is that uh, self-portraits are very important for my practice, I think, for all artists. Um, I encourage all artists and my students uh, when I was teaching um, to do uh, regularly self-portraits uh, because it helps you to understand who you are within the work and who the work is within you. So this work is made of the 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 um, let's say that the reference to the body of mine would be what you mentioned as boots, which can be interpreted as boots or from the knee down. So it's feet, right? Which is where we spring and move, and and the a figure which is non-existent above that, invisible, uh, we can see that. It is reflecting itself in a pool of water, maybe a mirror, which is uh, uh, reflects a ladder infinitely. And so it's about life. It's about life and taking steps and that uh, feeling of, of vertigo often when we, when we come to important moments in our lives and thresholds. You know, it sounds like there's another piece I want to talk about, but the experience you've had traveling around and, and talking to shamans and, and different types of, of people within these communities sounds like a very, uh, for lack of a better word, spiritual experience, a very, a very uh, something, an inner experience, something that isn't um, typically about research uh, in terms of just other cultures, but that it was something uh, deeply personal somehow to you. Is, is that correct? That is correct. Um, the experience from the beginning uh, was profound, and I am very moved by your questions because I can... Um, because you're asking me really about um, what it was like, and, and it was what I felt, and I'm so happy, and I appreciate that you can see that and sense that in the work. When I first uh, first trip to the Amazon, I felt that the forest was speaking to me and that the forest said, I will take away everything that you think you are 
to show you who you truly are. And this is really um, a whole a process that I um, accepted and embarked on of having this, um, you know, just letting go and letting go. And so then you can understand many of these self-portraits about the letting go of our assumptions, of the baggage that we are carrying about many things to 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 truly learn about ourselves and and the world around us and and those in our world. So um, didn't didn't I answer? You did. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, thank you and thank you for that. Um, the one more piece I want to talk about is El Viaje, um, and this maybe relates to to what you were saying early on when you were first learning about canoe making. Um, this has a number of things in it, the carved wood canoe, of course, these small honey uh, wax figures and marigold petals. Uh, can you tell me about this? This is, this is a piece I loved, and there's something about, you know, um, works like this that that make me feel like I, I should be in that canoe for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that experience oh. is. It's like, like like when you see a model of something, you know, and these little figures, the I think I'm not alone in that, but it's like architectural models. You 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 immediately yeah. kind of want to be in them. You feel like you you can be in them almost. Um, that was my experience. Can you tell me a little bit about this one? Wow, it's very thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Yes, this this work relates directly to um, the what uh, uh, motivated me and was the. Uh, um, reason for being in the Amazon, which was canoe building. So El Viaje is a is a work uh, that represents uh, a very long uh, river that, in in theory, has no beginning and no end. That you can see that you can see literally it just kind of trails off and uh, of marigolds and marigolds are traditional, of course, used in in Mexico for Day of the Dead. It also offers like this um, level of um, experience that includes uh, the aroma, the, the the flower scent, and this small canoe, which is of course uh, made in the Amazon of, of Venezuela, with the community that I worked with, with specifically uh, the Familia Ortiz, who are Yaquana, and. Um, and this is a you know a miniature of what what uh we were working on and what they traditionally do. I never became skilled at it in fact, they told me that uh the you know that that i had that my learning had gone as far as it could, and that uh they needed more time of mine devoted to paper and bookmaking, so I was thrilled about that uh, because it meant ownership of the project by the community. But the figure, there is this uh, small canoe that is traveling along this river of marigolds and on it is a figure made of honey wax covered also with with corn. Uh, uh, corn teeth is uh, corn, right? Corn, And it's and yeah. also dirt from my studio to kind of like... Uh, um, wrap her the figure uh, and the figure is headless and uh, from the shoulders up is gone and is being guided on this journey and that's why it's called El Viaje the journey of the and, and self-portrait uh, by 
a small dog who is at the front of the canoe and who has the eyes, <laughs> the ears, and of course the, the 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 brain and the mouth. And so I am um, being guided by this by this small, also made out of honey, dog. And and the fact that you say that you feel like you can inhabit that space really makes me. Uh, is, is, I'm honored by your by your uh, response and your sensibility to the work because that I, I mostly want people to experience that and this is about really trusting trusting um, trusting your inner self trusting your inner wisdom. Um, and, and, and is that what it means to have to have, as you said, the 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 body of the character in the in the back of the canoe ends at the at the shoulders. The, there is no head. Is, is is that what's meant by that symbol being guided? And of course, the the small dog in the front um, seems to replace that. Is that what what is meant by being guided? That you're not using your head here. This is um, body oriented, or or even a kind of um, experience through another being like like a like an, a dog um it's both in this case but if you see the recurring um uh, image of the headless from the shoulders up uh figure and it is about developing your inner intelligence inner wisdom your embodied experience and and to to trust it and to um and that that be your guide, because we are often uh, seduced, confused. Um, uh, um, how do you say? Uh, you know, like uh, deceived by our eyes, by our mind, by our ears. Often, and I feel that developing that inner wisdom and inner eyes and inner voice and connecting with that we can we can develop a stronger uh, a sense of, of being in this world and of moving through it with life I agree and I love that sentiment and that um, and that expression that uh, that type of thinking and research I I want to ask you one more question a little off topic uh, it's, it's been wonderful talking to you about this beautiful show and I hope um, listeners here can as many as possible can see it what are you reading at the moment thank you well one book that has me very excited is um irene vallejo's book la invención de los libros well it's it's titled its first title is el, el infinito en un junco la invención de los libros en el mundo antiguo and it's really an amazing book about knowledge and about the search for knowledge. You, do you have the translation of that title? That would be Papyrus, the Invention of Books in the Ancient World. Oh, it's amazing. And it's about the construction of the first libraries and public libraries and the, the quest and thirst for knowledge. Um, it's really a beautiful book. Another amazing book that I read right before that is uh, drive your plow over the bones of of your dead. Oh, amazing book. The author I cannot pronounce the author's name properly. Maybe you. I the, I have that in front of me, but I have Olga Tokarczuk, and I may not be pronouncing that correctly either. It's something uh, like I, that. 
you're 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 better than me for sure. <laughs> but amazing, <laughs> amazing books. If you haven't read them, I recommend them. Well, thank you so much, and thank you again for producing this beautiful show. I really enjoyed talking to you about this, and I just want to congratulate you on this show, and thank you again for talking with me today. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, and I really appreciate it, and look forward to continued conversations. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.